0: What's good, Los Angeles? It's me, your host, KC Diaz of the Shot Caller Podcast. Starting to cool down in Los Angeles. That's a good thing. And I wanted to share uh, some observations that are running through my mind right now. Let's get to it. So it's it's looking like... We're having a better, better time here in California. I know that. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of news to cover out there. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Before I get into what I want to share with you this uh, today, um, I want to say thank you to all of you that listen to uh, this podcast, to those of you that watch it on YouTube. Really appreciate it. And, uh, of course, if you're sharing it with your friends and 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 um, letting them know to join in, to, to subscribe, really, really grateful for you uh, that are out there doing that. And uh, I want to remind you, um, if you enjoy this podcast, uh, I would love for you to get on the bandwagon and uh, sponsor it. It's very easy. Go to the website, kcdiaz.net. Click on the podcast icon, and then click on the support button, and you'll find three ways of how to be a part of this podcast and supporting it. And uh, love for you to do to do that, and uh, and um, and see what comes out of that. But here we go. So I, I ran into this this post on uh, uh, on social media. I thought it was pretty cool. And it's a picture of a kid eating his cornflakes, uh, Captain Crunch, actually. So he was doing good back then. (laughs) Uh, um, But it just reads, it says, uh, when I was a kid, there were no phones or tablets. We read cereal boxes at breakfast. Wow, man. How many of you remember doing that? I remember doing that. Except, uh, you know, this is the point when when you're a kid and you find out that um, that you're broke. And I've shared this story so many times from pulpits, and people cannot stop laughing because it's true. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, if you were raised in the ghetto, if you were raised in the hood, um, there were certain things that that at some point in your life you you started to go, "All right, uh, I think we're broke." Uh, and cereal boxes for me were. That was that point for me for my life personally. It's what what opened my eyes to going, uh, "Dang, we're broke." <laughs> and I remember that cereal box. You know, um, you know, you know. There was Captain Crunch. There was uh, uh, what it was uh, uh, Fruit Loops. There was um, uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That had just came into the scene when I was growing up. Uh, that was like a new, uh, a new cereal back then in the eighties. Uh, and I remember everybody was getting them, uh, and, but <laughs> for me, it was getting that same white box with that rooster. How many of you remember that, that rooster, uh, cornflakes, uh, uh, brand and the rooster is looking at you and he's kind of like shrugging his shoulders And with a puzzled look on on his rooster face. And it almost gives you the impression that that rooster's looking at you going, you're broke. You know, (laughs) that kind of thing. (laughs) There ain't no sugar in this this cornflake. (laughs) There ain't no toys in this cornflake. In fact, there's nothing funny about this (laughs) cornflake box. There's nothing for you to read back there except the ingredients. (laughs) And... uh, but I remember that. I remember uh, growing up in in that era. It was uh, an innocent era just at that time. Um, but you know what? Um, one of the things that that I recall, um, you know, I grew up in the MacArthur Park area uh, very early on, and we moved around, but mostly it was around the MacArthur Park area. I remember walking uh, with my friends as kids to Lafayette Park. And across the street from Lafayette Park was a YMCA. I don't know if it's still there. But we would go in about, I don't know, four or five of us, sometimes even ten. Ten of us would go. And and it was a very um, very uh, uh, um, mixed, uh, uh, mixed kids uh, going to this YMCA. Because I remember there was Korean friends of ours, one white kid. <laughs> uh, and he was actually half white um and then Hispanics right there was Mexicans Salvadorians and we would all walk to this YMCA from I want to say 9th in New Hampshire all the way to Lafayette Park so it's kind of kind of a long uh, walk but we would walk over there and you would pay uh, a quarter to enter into the YMCA and then what we always did was we carried another quarter so that we can buy a cup of noodle soup. And there was like a vending machine there. that You just, you got your cup of noodle. And uh, got some hot water there. And we would go to the swimming pool. And so all of us would go into the swimming pools. It was a, I don't know how big it is now as an adult. But as a kid, I remember that, that thing was massive, man. And, um, you know, I always, I didn't know how to swim. So I would always be at the edge uh and um and that's all i did i was just at the edge because I, I just didn't know how to swim and i, I wasn't aware of like swimming instructors you just paid the quarter you got in you had your towel and uh your you know your shorts and we didn't bring a change of clothes we just kind of walked out of the ymca all just wet and uh, we dried up on the way uh back home but those were great times man i remember um if you were uh, from that area in Los Angeles, there was a swamp meet there on the corner of Alvarado, right on uh, at the corner of MacArthur Park, uh, the part, the actual park. Uh, I believe it was six and Alvarado, and uh, this place was called El Piojito, El Piojito, which means the flea, and it was just a it was a swap meet, but it was very popular. I remember that was like our mall kind of thing back then when I was a kid, because we always went in there. We we always went in there, and I remember MacArthur Park being. I never, back then, I don't remember. I don't recall seeing homeless people. I don't recall seeing, uh, you know, garbage all over the place, and you know, people uh, walking around aimlessly because they were high on whatever drug. I can tell you that I don't remember any of that happening. And and I'm talking about uh, the late 70s now. I'm not talking about the 80s at at this point. But I don't remember seeing homelessness. I remember going to the park, to MacArthur Park. And at that time, uh, people would bring picnic baskets and blankets. um, And, you know, you would see couples going into there into the park and having a good time uh, just kind of relaxing uh you had your um once in a while uh, there was someone that would end up jumping into uh that little uh pond that they have there it's actually a pretty big pond uh but they would jump in there for a swim and and macarthur park has these um what are they called uh these oh not waterfalls but what are they called Whatever, there water shoots up from there right from the center of that 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 uh, pond and um and people would jump in there swim to that and then swim back and everybody would clap and laugh you know it, it was it was a you know thinking back it, it was a it was a time that was there was still innocence there was still um community um there wasn't i don't remember ever seeing shootings or robberies or the ruckus that goes on uh, now, uh, I don't remember seeing any of that. And so it was a great time uh, that we got to live there when we first came to, um, to America. Uh, we had been there for quite a bit by that time, but, um, and this is as far as I can remember personally, because I would go around the, the park and around six, around Alvarado. And uh, I've shared this with you guys. I picked up cans, aluminum cans with my grandma. um, And I remember my, my mom would get mad uh, with my, with her mom, my grandma. And um, because she would get, you know, um, other, other ladies that would tell her that they saw uh, me, uh, her son, um, uh, dumpster diving. But, to me, as a kid, that wasn't like a bad thing. That was adventurous, you know. Uh, I remember I made my own um, broomstick with a nail on there. I shared that about you know a few times here, uh, but that was fun, man. That was that was that was a, that was real good times in Los Angeles in the MacArthur Park area in in the park, uh, actually in the park. Uh, so, but those were different times. You know, and but now um what, what I'm trying to get to is, you know, I, I remember all that and now when you drive by um MacArthur Park, that whole area, that whole Rampart district, it you know, my my heart sinks, man. You know, one of the one of the things that I uh, obviously regret that I was part of that problem. In the 80s uh, with my gang involvement and, and all the ruckus that I was causing on the streets. Uh, but as an adult now, and more so as a Christian now, uh, it, it, it just, uh, I took a drive there not too long ago. And um, and seeing the homelessness, seeing the hopelessness, seeing so many people on drugs, just talking to themselves, shouting walking in the middle of the street, just aimlessly in circles. Um, man. I got to tell you that that really like pulled my heart, man, Um, because this is the city that I grew up in. And when I was a kid, prior to me getting into all the gang stuff, there was still whole, whole, whole like wholesomeness to that area. You know, uh, uh, and everybody was, you know, blue-collar. There was no uh, white-collar kind of jobs around there, uh, uh, at least not that I saw uh, or remember. Everybody was, you know, uh, just a regular laborer uh, that just trying to make ends meet. Um, I I didn't see what I I see now. And my whole point to, to this is, you know, for those of you that are listening to me, and you might not agree with me politically, and that, that's cool. I think we need to have dialogue. Uh, I need to. I, I think we need to have sit downs with people that we don't agree with, and have a dull conversation. Um, I believe that, that that's needed, uh, especially today. And you know, it, there's there's such a division even amongst the church, right? Even amongst Christians, uh, I. Unfortunately, uh, it, it is what it is. Um, can we change that? Can we fix that? I think we can, um, and I think it starts with um, with, with having conversations. Um, really having conversations that 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 are meaningful, that are that are worthwhile, and. As Christians, I, I think that's like really needed. I'm going to share with you something that that's out of First Corinthians thirteen eleven, and and this is why dialogue is so important. And dialogue is when you're actually listening, hearing someone out. You're not talking over them. You're actually paying attention to what, what they have to say, and uh, and and they're giving you the same respect. And this is called adulthood. Listen to what 1 Corinthians 13.11 says. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. And I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Let me read that again. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish childish things, 1 Corinthians 13, 11. And I think this is what's missing in um, in a lot of circles, even in the Christian, in the Christian uh, households, in the Christian circles of churches. It's really missing because we need to talk. And, and for, the, for those of you that might not agree with me politically, I'm cool with that. I, 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 I'm, I'm fine with that. But I also think that you, you you need to like really do the research and look around you, especially if you still live in the hood, like like if you still live in in poverty poverty stricken places, you know Watts, Compton, you know the MacArthur Park area, uh, South Central. Um, wherever it is East LA. if you if you're still living in places where nothing has changed and you've been there for I don't know 15 20 30 40 years and these are places that are that are ran by Democrats that this is these are places that cities that are ran by Democrats and and nothing has changed. Like, your street still looks the same. There's still that, that sofa and that couch. You can't drive two blocks away without seeing a sofa and a couch on a sidewalk. That's been there for, a, you know, a week or two. If you, if, if you live in an area where you can't drive three blocks and not see a homeless person or persons sleeping on a sidewalk, tents, you know, all over the place you uh, And I'm particularly talking about those places. Why am I talking about those places? Because if 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years have passed by, and that has still been the case, and Democrats are the ones that are responsible for taking care of those areas, why has it not changed? In fact, I would challenge you to look at why has it got worse? Why has it got worse? And this is important. This is very important. You got to look at that. You can't ignore that. Like You just can't. I mean, you could choose to. You could choose to turn a blind eye and say, well, you know, uh, What have Republicans done? What has the conservative party done? I can only share what has happened to me personally and why I stand where I stand. And why I stand where I stand is because the people that have helped me all along my journey here since I've been out of prison is that it was conservatives, it was Republicans that have helped me get out of the hood. They've helped me and my family Uh, look for better days. Like we could, we could play that song. We could play that, 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 that notion that, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to stay in the hood and, you know, I'm hood raised and, and, and play that record over and over again. And, and, and and basically what you want to say is, you know, I'm proud to, to be here. I'm not leaving here because I'm true to this game. But, we're having children there we and those children are seeing things that we didn't see when we were growing up or they're seeing worse things you know i mean th- there's not one day that you don't you can't go to MacArthur park and see the tremendous amount of pain and hopelessness that's everywhere In that place. It's crowded. And poverty. Is king there. And I know that there's people that are happy. You know when you grow up in a place like that. You know uh, it becomes normal right. I mean I I get that part. I I absolutely get that part. You know when, when that's all you know. Then well then that's all you know. But. I think in the heart of. Humanity is the, the the drive or at least the idea there's got to be something better, right? Like if I were to ask people, random people in MacArthur Park, if you had the ability to come out of this, out of this area, out of this place and become someone successful, what would their answer be? Like, their honest answer. I think for most it would be, yeah, if I had a, a, an, a, a door open, if I had a, an opportunity, yeah, I'd like to get out of here. I'd like to go to a better city, a better place. Provide a, a better lifestyle for my kids as they grow up. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with getting out the hood. There's nothing wrong with getting out the hood, doing something with your life, with your own life, and later on, when you have become somewhat successful, and I'm not just talking about money, just uh, like a restart in, in our lives, a restart in our minds and in our hearts, and, and you've moved out of those areas. And once you reached somewhat a level of success that you have in your heart or in your mind, there's nothing wrong with coming back to the neighborhood, to, to the hood, and then helping out some way or mentoring someone. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But I think that when, for, for those of you that are still living there, and if you're listening to me, or, or maybe you don't live there, but you live there at some point, I would really honestly would love for you to share this particular episode with him. And just to kind of get curiosity going, right? Because there's got to be something better. It, it it took me a while uh, to... and Look, I'll share my story uh, a little bit more in depth here. I didn't get a driver's license until till I was like 25 or something like that. Or 26. See, I thought it was okay to be on the bus and train. Uh, in fact, when I was dating, uh, uh, she's my wife now, but I remember it was her that that told me, you know, you need to get a driver's license. You need, to, you need to go buy a car. And my response to her was, for what? I'm cool on the bus. I'm cool on the train. Because if you're comfortable where you're at and that's all you know, well, then that's all you know. And you don't see... The benefit of change, of living better, right? And it wasn't until she explained it to me. She says, you, you you wait on the bus and you're wasting time by just waiting. You're just, you're waiting for a bus. It's like your life is on hold until a bus gets there. And when she put it that way, my eyes opened to, you know, to going. Man, I could I could use, you know, I could use those extra hours to do something better. And so that's all I'm saying is if you if you live in the in the neighborhood still, in a place where, you know, there's roaches and rats, um, <laughs> where there's poverty, and you want to get out of there, there is a way out. And I'm going to be quite frank with you. These Democrats that are running your cities, that are running our cities, listen. It's been thirty years, forty years for some of us, right? That are still living there. And it keeps repeating over and over again. So when does that stop? Well, it stops when you when you stop stop voting for these guys that aren't doing absolutely anything for your city. And all they are is just talking a good one and they're you know they're they're pitching their ideas and how they're going to give you free stuff and how they're going to, you know, come through and they never do because if they did MacArthur Park wouldn't look like MacArthur Park right now. But they run these cities and they are paid on, you know, by your tax dollars. Whether you're getting fifteen dollars an hour, or you're, you know, you're, you whatever it is that your 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 income is, your income bracket is. But you're paying for that. Uh, you got to understand where your taxpayer uh, money goes. You're paying for Garcetti. You're paying for Kamala. You're paying for all these people. You know, you're you're paying for that. For waters, you're, you're 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 paying for all of their you know <laughs> their paychecks, and what good have they done for our cities? LAUSD is a joke. It really is. The education you know that that's provided to Angelenos is a joke to our kids. And this is why I'm, why I'm encouraging you to, look, put all the ideas of what the Republican Party is, put those to the side. And, and I, I would love for you to just sit down, put all those, to the forget about what CNN is feeding you, forget about what Telemundo is telling you, Univision, forget about that. MSNBC, just put all that to the side. And look around you, close your eyes, sit there and look around where you live. And if you look back and nothing has changed. Then you got to like really research your heart of why you continue to put these people into power in our cities. Because they're not doing the job. You know, they'll tell you that they're, they're for the Latinos, they're for the Hispanic, uh, you know, they're, they're for the blacks. They're Watts is still Watts. Compton is still Compton. South Central, I don't care how much, you know, they try to change the name, try to throw a curveball at us and, you know, change the name. But it's still South Central. It's still South Central, folks. I mean, that's the reality. And the Rampart District, man, it's gotten worse. So I challenge you, those of you that live in Los Angeles and those that are listening to me, whether you're in a poverty stricken city out in New York or in Baltimore, Chicago, you know, uh, 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 just sit for a second and forget what everybody's feeding you. And think about it. How long has my city been in ruins? And ask ask yourself an honest question. How long has my city been in ruins? And who's running my city? And why hasn't my city gotten better? I think that when we we challenge our, our own way of thinking, and we come out of the box that we've been in, then we can see clearly, and we could see, well, what if? What if I start doing differently? Because, see, it's easy to run in crowds of of what everybody's saying, right, and doing. That's easy. But to be a leader, to stand out from the crowd, to go against the grain, to fight uphill, that's difficult. Not get that because all of a sudden, you, you know. You, you, you're, you're, you're not thinking like they are. You're not a free thinker at that point. You're thinking along what everybody is saying, whatever is popular. But become a free thinker. And that's challenging, and I get that. But if you're living in, a, in, a, in an area where, you know, there's homelessness, there's, there's drugs, there's gangs rising up, up again, crime rate is high, Listen, you do not have to stay there. And it, be, it, be, it begins with you making a change and having a desire to get out of there. And you could do that. I went to Watts not too long ago. I, I remember uh, I went to speak there. And I challenged people to get out of Watts. And, and listen, it sounds noble to say we can we can, we can be better right now. But everybody's tried that, and it doesn't work, right? And I get the idea that, you know, you know, and, and some Christians will say, you know, they'll use a scripture. They'll, they'll even throw a scripture at me or, and say, well, you know, can anything good come out of Bethlehem, right? That That's in reference to Jesus uh, being born there. And, you know, Bethlehem was not a, uh, you know, a city that you really, Uh, That was booming economically or looked at as a city that was, um, you know, on top of the hill. It wasn't that. It was a small city. It was a grungy city. It was a city that didn't have the resources that its neighboring cities had. And I get that. But Jesus didn't stay in Bethlehem. He he left. He left Bethlehem and, and started going all over the place, right? We can't forget that. And he was doing good everywhere he went. So there's nothing wrong with you coming out of your Bethlehem, out of your, you know, <laughs> crime-infested city, doing something new for yourself. And then when you're when 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 you're you know strong, when you're alive, when you're better uh, financially, uh, you know, uh, when when your mind is better, you're Let me tell you what happened to me when I came out came out of uh, Los Angeles uh, from these places. When I came out of those places, MacArthur Park and and all that, I, I thought for me, I thought coming out of those areas was impossible. When I made that move, and I moved to, uh, I, I think it was, um, it was North Hollywood, and North Hollywood wasn't like wow, you know, there's people coming to North Hollywood from other states thinking you know and they're pursuing. You know, uh, these uh, dreams of becoming actors and actresses and directors and producers. And when they get here, they're like, whoa, what happened? This is not how it looked on the picture <laughs> while I was in Cleveland or whatever, you know. <clears throat> but I-, I moved out of Los Angeles. That was my first like major move to the Valley, uh, like out of Los Angeles, Los Angeles, even though it's still L.A. County. But for me, coming to the Valley, to the San Fernando Valley, that was a big move. That was a uh, that was a plus for me, and then I remember later on in life we lived in Valley Village, which is still really North Hollywood, but it's a better part of you know it used to be North Hollywood by the way, and then it was divided you know and it was kind of like there was a a, a line that was uh, an imaginary line that that came in there and and um, and changed that, but and I was there when that change happened and. I remember living in now it was called Valley Village and some somehow uh you know people started coming into Valley Village and and property started going up they started taking care of Valley Village a whole lot more than they took care of North Hollywood and and it became a little bit more pricey to live there I was apartment managing at that at that time and then we moved to uh, later on we moved to Encino and Encino was like Wow, you know that, that was a, that's a nice city. Uh, uh, we we lived there, and, and and little by little we started to I started to make these changes, and I've seen my life when I look back. You know, there's people that ask me all the time. You know, would you have ever thought that you would be where you're at right now in your life? And my answer is, uh, <laughs> if you would have asked me you know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, that this would be taking place, uh, I would have said, you're nuts, you know, how? But it starts with little changes in your life. And so, you know, voting is coming around. It's down the street from us now. November's coming. And if you're able to vote, if you have that that right, that privilege, you want to talk about privilege, that's a privilege if you were born here and that's a that, that's a privilege and a right and i i'm going to tell you there's people that are not born here that were not born here and how they would love to have that right to vote how, what they would give to be able to become american citizens and so if you're you're able to vote before you go to vote and you live in these cities that there's homelessness there's drugs there's despair there's depression and and it's been like that for a long time before you vote look at everything around you and if you can If you can sincerely say in your heart, and if you look at all the math, and the the math has to add up, I've been here 20, 30, 40 years. Nothing's changed. Then why not try a different method? That's all I'm saying. Why not try a different method? There's so much to talk about this thing, but this is what I wanted to share with you. And it's my heart you know um you're going to do what you're going to do but for me this is what worked uh me uh you know by the grace of god making these these difficult changes and changes are very difficult to make i i i know that firsthand but you have to make them and it's never too late and i'm telling you it'll be worth your while if if you just Do the homework. And after a sincere evaluation of where you're at and where your city is at, then go to vote. I love every single one of you. Uh, I have not forgotten about the hood. You know, um, uh, I have plans uh, for later on to do things that I was able to do before. Before. And, uh, you know, you can never forget about where you grew up. You can never forget about the people, the culture, um, the pride that's in there. You can never forget about those things. But that doesn't mean that you need to be stuck there either. And you can make it a whole lot better for your families when you reconsider what's been taking place in those particular cities that have been in despair for decades. With that, I come to a close for this episode. I'm hope I hope that you're having a great week. Uh, I hope that you're having a prosperous week. I hope that you have that you're enjoying time. If you if you're not, you know, if you're going through a hard hardship in your life right now, like many are, well, then you know. <clears throat> I hope that you're surrounded by Christians that, that, and you allow them to pray for you. And better yet, I hope that you become one, that you become a Christian, that you give your life to Christ and and that you allow God to do those necessary changes in your life. Again, I want to thank every single one of you that continues to listen to, to me on this podcast, the Shot Caller podcast. Uh, if you have not uh, become a sponsor it's very easy to do that. Um, I I welcome you to support this um, podcast. It's also a ministry, but it's a podcast. And I would love for you to get on board and support it financially. It's very easy. Go to KCDs.net. KCDs.net. Click on the podcast icon. And then there's going to be a support button. Click on that and it'll walk you through the different ways to support this podcast. Thank you again, Los Angeles, for your time. I hope that you're having a, a great week, like I said, and um, can you continue to, to make good changes in your life. Till next time, peace.